The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll! This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. Sunday, bloody Sunday, has begun. The celebrations continue uh, in Rome, in Milan, and everybody, everywhere else in between, including Montreal, Toronto, New York, Chicago, as the Azuri step up and get it done. Heartbreak City uh, for Team England. Complete chaos at Wembley. The Many fans, thousands of fans, like stormed the gates early. We're running around the concourses all game. Uh, the British fans started fighting amongst themselves. Uh, ticket holders were fighting with people that didn't have tickets and um, I don't know what happened after I've seen some videos there's a lot of fighting going on but I didn't see any like full-scale riot I just sort of saw like fans fighting each other on the way out when it's all said and done Italy wins the Euro Argentina wins the Copa the Milwaukee Bucks are back in the NBA finals uh, as well monster performance this evening we got a lot of stuff to break down Conor McGregor uh, broke his ankle last night, and that's a shame. You know, it's really too bad, too, because Conor, if Conor McGregor didn't break his ankle at the end of the first round, it prevented him from not winning, but getting more humiliated and embarrassed in the second round. And evidently, we're going to do this again, aren't we? We really are, too. And it's uh, whatever, dude. Whatever. Like, you know, we talked about this on Friday, about this being like WWE. It's past that now. It's like the same thing. <laughs> and I liked, like, basically, Conor McGregor called Dustin Poirier's wife a whore after the fight last night. That's not selling the fight. The fight's done. Uh, right? That's like, uh, that, that's, you know, I don't understand, like, if any, how does anyone like this guy? Like, how can you be proud of being a fan of Conor McGregor? Like, besides him being, like, I don't know, semi-racist, um, you know, dudes talks about other fighters' girlfriends and wives, it's like, bro, you're a clown. You're one in four. Your last four fights, you're one in three. And your last four fights, three and three in the last six, we'll throw in the Mayweather fight, one and four in the last five. Right? That counted. Yeah, did it count or didn't count? Yeah, it counted. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? So, he, you know, like, really, he's getting his ass handed to him. And then after, I, I, he's saying about how he was killing him. He goes, Dustin knows I was killing him. Dustin knows you're killing him. Bro, you're on your back getting, like, eating elbows. 
Like, like really? And why do you think you got hurt? Because you didn't train. Your body's brittle. Right? Your body's brittle, so you didn't train, you got hurt. Right? And they're like, oh yeah, Dana, Dana after. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, there's going to be a fourth fight. Yeah, why not? Why not make it 14? If I'm Dustin Poirier, I don't even care about a belt either. I'd be like, oh, whatever. I have a guaranteed win every six months against this clown. <laughs> like, my only deal is how long before the Irish have even had enough? How long until the Irish have said, yeah, you know what, I don't care anymore? The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Oh, dear God, we've got a lot, lot of stuff to unpack here this evening. Man, I'm all like fired up, man. You're going 100 miles a minute. Uh, so let's let's do this thing. All right, not an hour, a minute. We're like uh, we're like that uh, dude. Who is it? Richard? Uh, what's that guy's name? Richard Bronson. Richard Branson. Richard, uh, uh, Richard Branson. Evidently, he's in space. Hey, buddy, why don't you stay there, right? He's in space. You know, I swear to God, I remember this, dude. At this same time last year, during the pandemic, he was crying for money from the British government. Well, you know, I can stay in business. Now he's back in space. Funny how that worked out. Hey, stay there, jackass. Seriously, this guy. Worst cell phone, worst cell phone deal in the world, Virgin. <laughs> Trust me, I know bad cell phone deals, Virgin. Um, all right. So the Milwaukee Bucks victorious this evening, one twenty to one hundred. It was a twenty point uh, beatdown. Looked like a completely different team, completely different team on their home court. We talked about it on Friday night. Role players play better uh, at home. And you saw, listen, Drew Hall had 21 points tonight. Chris Middleton had 18. Giannis had 41. All right? Giannis had 41 freaking points. And it's funny, like, Giannis gets criticized. Like, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, people are just, like, stupider than they ever have been, ever. We talked about, like, Shannon Sharp and stuff, like, ripping Giannis so he needs to get in better shape. Or what? Get in better shape or what? He wouldn't be able to become score 103 points in a series. So Giannis has scored 103 points in a series. The fourth most points by a player in his first career, three career final games. Joined, so he scored 103. He joins Rick Barry, pretty good player, 122 points in the first three games. Allen Iverson, 106. Willis Reed, 104. And now Giannis, 103. Giannis had one turnover. Re- represents the fewest uh, by a player with 40-10. And five in the finals game since turnovers were first tracked in 1977 and 78. Giannis finished with 24 points in a restricted area. Tied for the most in an NBA finals game over the last 25 years. LeBron James 2017, Shaquille O'Neal 2004. Giannis basically said, went DX style tonight. Suck it. And Giannis is back in the MVP mix. And the Milwaukee Bucks are back in the title mix. Let's do this thing. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello? Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey ring. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. What are the rules? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> it's like spoken like a true athlete. Spoken like a true athlete. I was I was buddies with a fullback, all right, professional fullback, and um, I asked him once. I said, "What do you think about this game this week?" He goes, "I don't watch football." He goes, "Bro, I hate football." <laughs> so he told me, "He goes, I hate football." He goes, he goes, I'm just good at it. He goes, I just I just do what the t- coaches tell me to do. They tell me to stand there and run someone over or block for someone, I'll do it. But he goes, I don't actually like it. <laughs> he goes, I don't watch it or anything. Right? <laughs> so, like, I love how, like, fans, like, I don't know if you guys think, like, if, like, you know what I mean, every athlete's at home. Like, you know, every, everyone's at home watching other games and stuff like that. I like to know, like, was Ronaldo watching the game today? Did he tweet about it or anything? I don't know. You know what I mean? Probably not. I imagine he's having sex with like 13 hot chicks at once. Um, all right, so what a weekend, man. What a weekend. I don't know, so where do we even start? Let's start with the Euro. Let's start with the Euro. Wild, wild stuff. And let's pull up Barry Horwitz. Geez, I wonder who told you guys the final score was going to be 1-1 after 90 minutes. Me. Uh, who told you Italy would win and, uh, and lift the cup? When it was all said and done. Me. Man, but that, that correct score plus 500 was nice. We hit the draw. We hit Italy as well. We hit uh, two parlays with the under in the match and the Milwaukee Bucks in the first half. Anyways, we absolutely, we slaughtered it. We killed it. We, we ran the table, a clean sweep in the, um, in, the, in the Euro today. Massacred it. And then we did, you know, we went 13 and 2 today, actually, combined. NBA Finals and Euro. So pretty much, yeah, I wish it was like this all the time. Uh, but unfortunately, it isn't. But today was just one of those days where we saw the future, so to speak. And we saw the, f- the future in England losing in the most painful, most painful, spectacular car crash type of way. And they did. They did. They scored two minutes into the game. They scored two minutes into the match. You could not have scripted. A better start, like, for England. Like, it was like basically like Italy didn't realize the game started or something. And, like, England just sort of, you know, la-di-da-da-da, just sort of, you know, started running up the pitch. And next thing you know, it was 1-0 two minutes in. And, in fact, it was the quickest uh, quickest goal in Euro uh, history. It was, the, it was the quickest goal in Euro history. No one, no one ever scored. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw scores the fastest goal ever in Euro final history. The previous, uh, the quickest goal was by uh, Jesus Maria uh, Pereira in the sixth minute of their win against Russia in 1964. We all remember that classic moment. Oh, yeah. Jesus Maria Pereira. That was, that was an unbelievable goal in 1964 against Russia. I'm lying. I, didn't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Most stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know about that. Like, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm lying. It was so long ago, it was called the USSR. Back in the USSR. You know how old I am? I'm getting there. It's actually, but I was really young at the game, but I realized that. 
You know, Matthias, you know you're old, bro, when you've seen East Germany play soccer live. <laughs> I was at the gold medal game in 1976, the Olympics. East Germany versus Poland. What a glamorous matchup. East Germany, like the wall was still up. East Germany. So, England scores two minutes in. The place is a madhouse. So, as we stated, before the match, the place was a madhouse. All right? The entire country was a, was a loony bit. So, literally thousands of fans just overran security. Although, I, I should say, that's what happens when cops don't have guns. <laughs> so, like... You know what I mean? Start shooting a couple of these hooligans, and I think they would have stopped, you know? So, everybody stormed. They stayed, like, really, like, thousands and thousands of fans just sort of, like, stormed the gates this morning before the game started. And they got into the stadium, but the thing is, the thing is, they didn't have tickets, right? So, they basically were in the concourse the whole time. Which, when you think about it, it's kind of lame. You might as well just be outside watching the game. Like, I don't know. Do they have TVs up everywhere? I don't think so. Because if they did, I get it. Like, you know, you just stand there next to the beer concession stand and, you know, watch the game on TV in the arena. But what happened is they were trying to get into the seat area and fans with tickets were, like, punching them back. So it was chaos into the stadium the entire game. Um, like, total chaos. And then England scores two minutes into the match. All right, so they score two minutes in. It's like, oh, wow, you couldn't have scripted this any better. But, but we all know, you know, we all know, you know 90 minutes is a long time, okay? So, like I, like, I don't know how many of you watching ever really thought that Italy was not going to tie it, because I never did. I swear, I'm mad at myself for not taking Italy again when it was one nothing. I, I swear. And I, I told you guys on Friday, it was all about Mancini. To me, I look at this guy, he's just so calm all the time. I'm like, man, they're fine. They're going to score. They're going to score. And because as someone to bet 1-1 correct score, I was like, you know, I was actually happy England scored first because I was like, you know what? I know Italy will tie this. So we're going to be good here. And they did. They freaking did. So, of course, it goes to the penalty kicks, and the big debate is now, not the debate, but whatever. There's, you know, some people are always going to blame the kids and the guys that missed the penalty kicks, but this is on Gareth South. This is on Southgate. This is on Gareth Southgate. Like, like Mancini knew that the game was going to go to penalty kicks, essentially. Like, he had his penalty, he had his, like, his, his, he already had his card filled out at the half. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He knew. He was like, yeah, he's going to go on a penalty kick, so i got to think ahead here about what I do. Right? And you got Gareth Southgate, who brings in all these kids' subs. you got a 19-year-old, a 21-year-old, and a 23-year-old. That kid that took the last shot was 19 years old. Are you kidding me? The biggest shot in British football history? Where, you know, where... People tell me, oh, Sterling's not good at penalty kicks. Well, I would have rather had Sterling up there. You know, like, and, and listen, 
they're, they're everyone's racist and uh, or Grealish. Everyone's racist. And, oh, and it's getting ugly. And they were attacking black fans after because the guy, the kid that missed, like it's they're psychos. They're psychos. That's on Gary Southgate for putting that kid in that situation. Who the hell puts a 19-year-old kid in that spot? Honestly. Seriously, Matthias, that's not on the kids. And, and the thing is, how do you blame any of those kids? They all missed. Everyone missed. Guys on Italy missed. You know what I mean? There was high pressure. The goalies are good. You know, to me, though, that's on Southgate for choosing. It's solely on him for selecting the wrong five, bro. Uh, tough, tough loss, tough break. At the end of the day, Rashford, Saka, those guys drill PKs. You know, they've done it with, for their club teams. That's their job. That's why they came into the game. But I do agree with you. They weren't ready for the moment. I think in a big game like that, you have to go with the guys that are on the field and the, guy that have, the guys that have been battle-tested for 120 minutes. Sterling's had a hell of a tournament, bro. He's a diver, but like, really? You don't, you don't trust him to score? He would have scored. Viva Italia. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. What? It's my fault and totally rest on me, says Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate takes responsibility for choosing England's penalty takers after heartbreaking loss. Uh, Saka, Sancho, and Rashford all failing to score from the spot. Whatever, man. Giorgino missed too, right? Pickford made the nice save. You know, it is what it is. And I don't think the penalty kicks are as random as people make them out to be. The average scoring percentage on a penalty kick is 75%. Like, just in a normal situation. Like, not like, you know what I mean? Like, overall, the last 100,000, I looked it up, the last 100,000 penalty kicks, they score 75% of the time. But when you get into situations like this, it's clearly a, it's a pressure situation. It's a moment. It is. It's a moment. And I can't imagine a moment. Listen, you know... I've been on pressure. Oh, I'm going on this TV show. I'm going on ESPN, or uh, you know, I'm going on Off the Record. There's a lot of people who are in this show. You know, there's a lot of people listening and all that type. Of, but it's not the same, right? It, there's big pressure when you're in a band. <laughs> like when you're in a band, when you're stepping out there, there's thousands of people and like they're mean and like they're 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 not nice people in the crowd. It's a lot of pressure and stuff, but. You get into a situation like this, you're talking about, you know, two and a half, three billion people watching, literally $5 billion at stake. 
like you know, you know, basically that you're going to be remembered, you know, one way or the other for whatever happens. But only for so long. Dude, I remember Beckham. What tournament was that? Remember when Beckham blamed his shoe? And it was crazy because he was like, he was a pitchman for Adidas. So what tournament was that? What year was that in? That was what? 98-ish. 90. Yeah. He put it into the stands, Matthias. Like he literally booted it like into the 20th row, Matthias, on a penalty kick in like a must-win situation. Like it was Beckham. All right, Beckham, it's your turn, buddy. <laughs> it's like you're the biggest name in the world here. What are you going to do? And he he booted it over the net. It went into the stands. It was so like, I don't think they had nets in those days. Like it literally landed in like the 15th row, 20th row type thing. And he said after my shoe slipped, right? Whatever, your shoe didn't slip. You choked. You choked. You know what I mean? Whatever, dude. You can bend it like Beckham. You can put a ball anywhere you freaking want, bro. But under that spot, whatever, you put it in the 18th row. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Look at Baggio. 94, Baggio. Baggio! No! Same thing. One of the best strikers uh, in the world. Baggio, what did he do? He drilled it over the crossbar. Right? Pressure, baby. Under pressure. Look at its pressure. And I swear, I tweeted about it during the, the, the PKs today. Who was the second guy? Who was the first guy to miss on Italy today? Who was the, the first guy? Because it, it gave advantage England. That's why I was saying, what was the, uh, let me get the, what was the exact order here? Um, that's the thing I was talking about, that it's all about stepping up to the box and Andrea drilling Bellotti. it. Andrea Bellotti. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Bellotti. Uh, thank you. He's a good player. He's a veteran, that guy. He, he missed, right? So, like, blaming the kids is, like, it's, it's an easy way out. Oh, we're going to blame the kids. If anything, you can blame yourselves. Listen, Italy were the better team. Italy were the better team. They had the possession of the ball for, like, 67% of the time in the second half. They had 20 scoring chances in the second half. <laughs> like, like, or 20, you know, you want to get it, like, to, to, the, to the box score. England had two shots on goal. It was 6-2 shots on goal. I think the, the dangerous attacks were 20-6. to six. Like, you know, oh, it went to penalty, penalty kicks. If that match didn't go to penalty kicks, Italy would have scored, like, in the next five minutes type of thing. Like, they were damn lucky. There was one ball that went right through the box, man. And it was like, whoa, you guys are lucky. <laughs> like, with about three minutes left in extra time, that you survived that long? You see it in hockey. I'm telling you. Like, hockey and soccer, there's a hell of a lot of similarities, man. And England, for lack of a better term, man, they parked the bus too early. Right? They got up to nothing. And they sort of, they went back on their heels after that. Italy were a little rattled after the first goal. Like the first 15, 20 minutes, Italy were a little rattled. And then, boom, you could just see something clicked. I think it was about the 25, 30-minute mark. Italy started to attack a bit. They calmed down. And then in the second half, it was, it was inevitable they were going to score. It was like you felt it, right? It was like, yeah, they're going to tie this. Like, they, they will tie this. And then they did. Right? Like England, you know, you see it in hockey all the time with a 2 nothing lead. 
team's up to nothing. They think everything's good. They're all comfortable and stuff. And um, and whatever falls apart. I don't know. In soccer, maybe it's one nothing. You know, they're like, oh, we're up. All right. Oh, this is great. Crowd's going crazy. We're going to win. It's like, nah, man. It's a lot of time left. There's a lot of time left. And you can see England slowing down as the match the match went on. But I'm telling you, man, like the guys that screw around. We saw it with Colombia and Argentina. And congratulations to Argentina uh, for winning the Copa. Uh, and we cashed tickets on it, too, with the under. But we saw it. Remember with Colombia and Argentina last week in the Copa, in which Martinez, the goaltender for, uh, for, for Argentina, was talking smack. Oh, you're going to miss just like your buddy. Hey, you're going to kick here like your friend did. Like he's talking smack to the guys. And it worked, right? Like he got, you know, he got uh, he got in their head. And I was watching that. And I was like, God, oh, this guy's in there. He's in their heads. And you saw there was two Colombians in a row that actually like started going back and forth with him. One of the dudes went back and forth with him and then missed. One of the dudes looked younger. And he started smiling and laughing, sort of, and then had a terrible attempt because he wasn't, like, ready. Like, you, if you're smiling and laughing, it's like a UFC fighter that smiles in a cage. they like, like, you didn't hurt me. Anytime a fighter smiles after they got punched means you just hurt them. It's like the opposite, right? So I could see on Columbia, I'm like, oh, dude, you're already done before you've even taken this kick. He's in your head, Right. So you see, and then remember the dude on Columbia that scored? He just went right up, drilled it like high and hard. <laughs> Bam! It went in. That was the guy that I loved. He booted it into the stands after, and he, he did a little dance in front of Martinez. That guy, he didn't screw around. And I'll translate this to Giannis. Giannis used to take for bloody ever at the free throw line. He'd stand there, he'd stare at the line. He'd be like, oh, God, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss. Don't miss, don't miss. Right? And what happened? He missed. Now, Phoenix fans inevitably try to rush him or like because they're, they're stupid fast count. And he's shooting quicker. And now you see tonight, he's not even hesitating. He gets to the line. He looks. He does a little thing. And then he shoots. Right? He used to do like a bunch of little things and then step back. And like, you know what I mean? Or, okay, you know, the worst thing he would do, he would get fouled. And then he would buy time before the free throw line. Like, Giannis, watch when he gets fouled a lot. He'll sort of walk away to half court and, and then casually walk up to the line. So it's like 30 seconds by the time you're shooting after the foul. It's not helping you. It hasn't worked, Giannis. The best thing you can do is just go to the free throw line and shoot it. Whatever happens, happens. I retweeted a video tonight, guys. I don't know if you saw it, Matthias. It was awesome. Ronaldo's the best. And great congratulations to Messi, too. And how about, uh, how about uh, De Maria? Um, so he got hurt, but he was flying around, man, early in that match. We'll get to that, too. But it's just, you look at Ronaldo. There's a video of Ronaldo with Portugal, and it was about the penalty kicks. And he told them, like, he's building up the, the players and stuff. And it's amazing what Ronaldo told them. He goes, you, 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 and you. He goes, you're all more than capable. You can score. You will score. You will score. Let's go. And he goes, and if you miss and we lose, F it. Who cares? He goes, F it. And then, and then the best is right before the penalty kick starts, Ronaldo is like, we can do this. It's in God's hands now. It's in God's hands. <laughs> it's in God's hands. It's amazing, though. Like, Ronaldo is telling these guys in his way, there's no pressure. I believe in you. 
If you miss, who cares? So what? I like what he said. And he said, if, he didn't say who cares, but he said it in Portuguese. He said, if, if we miss, he's literally said, F it. He said, if you miss and we lose, F it. And he said, he said, we can do this. You can do this. And then he tells them, it's in God's hands now. Right? It's not in your hands. He's not telling, like, imagine Ronaldo and you're his teammate, and he looks at you and he goes, you better not miss, because I'm not going to miss. You better not miss. No. No. Ronaldo told him, I believe in you. Right? You're going to score. I believe in you. And if you miss, it's okay. And it's in God's hands. So don't even worry about it, because it's God's going to decide for us. Right? And it takes pressure off. <laughs> like, um, Roy Keane is ripping Southgate now. As he should. If, if you're Grealish or Sterling, you can't have a kid step up in front of you. Roy Keane criticizes England senior players for allowing, for allowing Saka to take the kick. Well, what are they supposed to do, Matthias? What, what, what are the players like that? Can you? I guess, you know what? We have seen that. I have, you have, we have seen that, right? Where guys will demand and tell, put me on that damn list, coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, Gabe, I do know what you mean, but at the same time, he, that's old-school way of thinking. Roy Keane is old-school way of thinking. In today's game, all those kids have a role. It's just like football. My role is to score that PK. That's why I'm going to go into the game. Yeah, yeah, but... Nah, nah, I'm old-school with Roy Keane. I'm going down with my stars, bro. Those kids, they get a taste, and, and the next in the World Cup, you let them do that. They're too young, bro. You don't let a 19-year-old kid take the biggest kick of the century. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sensical ravings of a loud malcontent. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morancy. All right, a lot of stuff to get to, including Nigeria beating the USA on Saturday night. It's too bad it was going on at the same time as the fights and the soccer and everything. It's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle, but we saw. Uh, I didn't see it live, actually. I didn't see it, uh, but we noticed, <laughs> for the record, Nigeria were 28.5-point underdogs. 28.5-point underdogs. First time ever USA basketball lose to an African nation. Um, so we'll get to that, too. We'll, a lot of stuff to get to. But I also, my, a couple of other thoughts here for me is, and look, Here's a good, great example as far as the, the penalty kicks. Here it is here. Kylian Mbappe confirmed his sole cover star of FIFA 22. Dude, what, what was Mbappe's last play that he played? What, what did he do last time he was on a pitch? He missed the penalty kick and got eliminated because of him. Like, if I'm the Saku kid, it's like, dude, don't feel bad, bro. You're just the scapegoat. You happen to be the kid there at the wrong place, wrong time. But, like, Mbappe missed a penalty kick for France. He's on the cover of the FIFA, right? Life will go on. 
David Beckham missed a penalty kick, and I think he turned out all right in the end. You know, it's going to happen. You, you score, you don't. But I just want to say my deal is too, and I, you know, I don't want to be the uh, armchair manager here, right? Yet this isn't. It's sort of like you don't have to be a soccer expert, and being you know, and being a hockey guy too. I know there's shootouts and the same thing, and I know what happened in 1998 with Canada in the Olympics. All right, it's very similar. Like Canada had like a dream team, like better than England. You know, it was everyone: Eric Lindros, Wayne Gretzky, Eiserman. Everybody was like a crossover generational thing. Like the older guys, the older stars, and the newer stars were all on the team. All right, everybody was on that team, and basically. They, they went to the Olympics, right? They sent pros to the Olympics. And it was like, all right, there's no way Canada's going to lose this, right? Canada's going to win. I mean, they're, they're dominant. Well, it went to a shootout. It went to a shootout. And Wayne Gretzky, they kept Wayne Gretzky on the bench. Wayne Gretzky did not take a, a, a breakaway shootout in, in the shootout in the, in the medal in, in the Olympics. You imagine when they left, Mark Crawford left Wayne Gretzky. Didn't shoot. They lost, right? They lost. So my deal is, though, I know that they like to go with the best player first, right? I get that sort of, all right, we don't want to screw around. We'll get it out of the way. I would space it a little bit, though. Like, I, my, my, where I'm going with this is, all right, you can go first. I wouldn't have went with McGuire second. Like, you mix it up a little bit, Matthias. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I, so I basically um, know that this thing's going to go a little while here. It's not as if, though, this is going to be a one, two, three thing. So I want a good guy and an experienced guy in my back pocket, Matthias. You know what I mean? I would have went with Sterling. Like, I would have rolled him out. I know he doesn't have confidence, so we can get into Grealish. But I'm just saying I wouldn't have went one, two with Kane and Maguire there. I would have spaced it out a little bit. You know, I mean, not you don't want to save someone to five because you know it's scary, you know, and then and then you get killed, man. If you don't use the guy, right? You lost before that. It'd be like, wow, I was saving him, right? But for me, I would sort of put like one of my best guys. I would even put my best guy first. I would shake it up. I'd go with like my second best guy that I trust first, and then I'd sort of go with like someone that I trust, but like one of the kids second. And then I'd go with Kane third. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you basically go with your best two guys off the top, Matthias. You're, 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 you're holding your breath after, and you end up with a 20-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 19-year-old shooting. You, you're right. The thing is, and I think me along with everybody else on England and everybody that watches a lot of club soccer in England, I think we were all stunned when Marcus Rashford misses PK. You know, Marcus. He Rashford got too cheeky opinion. for a soccer term. He got too cheeky. He did, but that's the way that he takes him, and he never misses, Gabe. He never misses, and the goalie always goes one way because he waits for the goalie to move. Listen to me talking soccer. He got cheeky. He got he cheeky. Got he did. No. I, the he worst did. thing that could have happened was him missing because Sancho was next, and I think everybody on the team was stunned that Rashford missed it. I was stunned. I couldn't believe it. It looked like it was going in. Yeah, it looked like it was going in. He doesn't miss. He, he always gets it right. Even when the goalie guesses the right way, he still makes it. He's very accurate, Rashford. I was stunned. And I think Sancho was stunned. I think after Rashford missed, Sancho felt the world of pressure. 
I think yeah, he damn right he did. Rashford Sancho tipped his kick. Sancho tipped where he was going. Sancho tipped. He tipped. He tipped where he was going. And he basically, you'll see that. It's another thing, too. You've got to keep your head down, right? You've got to keep your head down or just stare straight forward. And Sancho, Sancho, you could tell. I saw when he kicked up, like, oh, my God, he's going he's gonna to get stopped. It was obvious. He came in and he was looking at the right side of the net. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he was, there was like, if you look at these goalies are good at this. Like, people think... The uninformed person thinks like these guys guess. Oh, they're guessing like a lottery. I'm going to dive left or right. That's not the case, right? There's a lot of studying that goes involved with the, the player's tendencies, but also the foot. The, the, you know what I mean? It's like the, they can tell. If you're a goalie, you can sort of tell by the guy's foot and like where they're going to go. What, you know what I mean? Your goal. You've seen it a million times. You can tell. This guy's about to kick it right, right here. Right? But the only thing is, sometimes, you, you know, guys will drill it, and the goalie can, you know, predict the right side and still not stop it. Right? But Saku, like, he did it. He took a little off it. He was nervous. Sancho, excuse me, he was, he was nervous. And, uh, and he telegraphed it. And whatever, dude. The, 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 um... I don't like when guys go up with the little, the little spin and and all that type of stuff. It's like, dude, it's not the time for that. <laughs> I hate that even in hockey in a regular season. You see it in hockey in a regular season, in the shootouts. And listen, the shootouts are stupid, but they count. Okay, they count. You get points for winning, so they count these shootouts. And. Sometimes I'll see a dude in the NHL. It's like, bro, are you kidding me? You really just tried to bank the puck off like one skate through your legs, like, and this is this is what you're doing in a game to win here. It's like, bro, just shut up and go down the ice and tee up a, a nice snapshot, nice little wrist shot, throw the goalie off and put it in net. All right, don't screw around, bro. You know, what, what, what happens all the time in the NHL? We've got a lot of hockey guys tuning in too. What happens in the NHL all the time? When you see guys come in in, in the penalty kill, in, in the penalty shots, and in, in the shootout, la di da 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 da, they come in, they skate all slow, they go in a little circle, or they'll go into the corner and come back, and you're the goalies just watching them, thinking, "What are you, an idiot? Like, really? Thank you for like slowing everything down for me." And then they just, and then how many times you'll see in hockey, guys won't even get the damn shot off. They'll out deke themselves, <laughs> right? They'll come flying in, tuck 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 tuck, and they lose control of the puck. It's like, bro, it ain't rocket science, all right? You know, and the same thing to me with penalty kicks. Don't hesitate. Don't let the goalie even think, man, right? Because the goalie's standing there, and then the goalie knows, yeah, yeah, man, this kid's nervous as hell. He knows, and he's like, this kid's going to go right. I can tell. Because if you're really nervous, you're not going to be able to hide your poker face as well either, right? What you got to do, I'm telling you, man, I don't know why, like, they don't insist on this, like, in training, that they say, listen, when you get a penalty kick in, in one of these PKs, no hesitation. Go to the line right away and kick it. Like, actually do it fast. Like, don't rush it, but, like, just, like, let the ref put the ball there, and the second he blows the whistle, kick it. Like, just go. Don't think about it. The more you think about it, it's going to hurt. And it's the same thing. And Mark Jackson, who was the coach of the NBA, said the same thing tonight about Giannis, and I said earlier about Giannis. 
He said, you know what? Giannis is thinking less at the line. You always hear that from athletes. You know, what do you do out there? Don't, I wasn't thinking. Right? Let it come naturally. Don't think. As soon as you start thinking, and anything you do in life, like, you know what I mean? Start thinking, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You're going to screw it up. Just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. You know? Overanalysis leads to paralysis. Right? You see it all the time. Right? Man, it was, listen, high drama. You can, listen, man, we can get into, we can get into, if you like penalty kicks or not, and I see it, Babano's going to join us, and I know Babano's an anti-penalty kick guy. Yeah, Babano doesn't know anything about soccer. And I haven't seen one person who follows soccer and loves soccer complain about the penalty kicks. It's like people, I'm just like, you know what I mean? And there's nothing worse than people don't watch a sport all the time, telling people what they should do with their sport. <laughs> I don't watch curling. So I should, I, I'm not going to start telling, oh, you know what, curling should do this. That'd be cooler. No, I should shut up, right? They've been curling for 200 years, and they've been doing it without me. It's fine, right? Everyone's going to change this because I don't like it. No one cares what you like, right? Soccer is the most popular sport in the world. We don't need, like, a couple of people, like, in North America that don't like it because of penalty kicks. What the hell? What, what is the NFL overtime rule? It's the stupidest rule ever, the NFL. Oh, you kick off, if one team gets a touchdown, the game's over, but if they don't, they get to feel like, really? That's a good overtime rule? No. Yeah, but Bano thinks these guys can play for four and a half hours. Like, he doesn't, he's like, well, hockey and basketball. Hockey and basketball, guys, dude, how many, you know how many miles a soccer player runs in a game? <laughs> I saw one stat, one guy ran 13 miles once. They just ran a marathon, essentially. And, oh, yeah, it's hot as hell. And there's no break. They're on the pitch for, like, two hours. Like, what, what do you want them to do? Well said. Soccer. No, well, you know I mean? Like, people always compare to other sports. It's not the same. It's not the same. NBA overtime is five minutes, guys. <laughs> it's five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Hockey's the only one. Listen, they get it right in the playoffs because they'll do they'll do the 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 the, the shootout and the penalty kick, a penalty kick. They'll do the shootout, uh, breakaway, whatever, in the regular season. But they don't do it. But the thing is, in soccer, I, and I'll tell you what. Anyways, if you didn't go to penalty kicks, if you didn't go to penalty kicks, um, Italy would have won. Italy was about to win. Like like we said, we, we, dude, England had two shots on goal in the second half, right? They went into a shell. They were overwhelmed in the second half. And also, I, I you know, you could feel the pressure building on England throughout the match. Like, you could just feel the tension in the air. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I tweeted. I said, I can feel the tension from here. I'm 6,000 miles away from Wembley right now. You could just feel it. You just knew. You're like, oh, yeah, this is not going to end well for England. The late night anger management class. This is sports rage. God is hot. <laughs> Feel like I'm on the. Uh, I'm in the box now.
You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Maranci. What a wild weekend. I want to get into the Conor McGregor. Uh, Conor McGregor meltdown as well, man. We're stacked, too. We got Jason B. Takafin stepping up and in. Um, less than 24 hours away from the Major League Baseball home run derby. Not the star. You know, it doesn't have the star power that you would like, but it's still cool. It's, you know, it's definitely become more entertaining over the last couple of years than it uh, than it used to be. I never, I, you know, it's funny. I never really cared for the home run derby before. I found it annoying with Chris Berman. Back, 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 back. And... It took like five hours, and it just went on and on. Like it was just, it was like, dude, like just hurry this thing up, all right? Um, and let's not overreact uh, to every home run. What happened was one year in Cincinnati. I'm, I think it was, uh, it was, it was in Cincinnati, and there was like bad weather coming, like later in the night. So they were basically like, listen, we're gonna have the home run derby, but we gotta do it quicker than normal because there's bad weather on the way. And it was way better, quicker. And now it's actually pretty compact, so I hope they don't start to stretch it out once again. There's different things they can do to tweak it. We'll get into, we'll get into that with Jason B. Tackafin. Babano's going to come out hot here today. Babano's hot soccer takes. God, like he, he even angers me. <laughs> I'm not even like I'm not even like I'm not a I'm a soccer fan, but I'm not like a, a you know like hardcore like. And even I take offense to Babano's soccer takes. Even me, I'm like God. That's a bad take. Terrible take. Terrible take. So, uh, man, like I said, crazy weekend. So, Conor McGregor, we'll get into Conor McGregor later, but they're actually going to do this. They're going to fight a fourth time. They're going to fight a fourth time. And Dustin Poirier, even though Conor called his wife a hoe after the fight, he said, fine, let's do it again. And if you're you're Dustin Poirier, why not? Conor McGregor's like the, uh, the Washington Generals of the UFC. Like, it's like, basically, he's like a lottery ticket. Like, like, honestly, Conor McGregor's a gift that keeps giving to other fighters. They make more money than they normally do, and they have a guaranteed win. And then he'll talk smack after, and they'll say, all right, we'll do it again. <laughs> and you'll lose again. I can see, like, so when, when Dustin beats him when he comes back, they're going to say, yeah, but that's because it was his first fight off a broken ankle. He needs to fight him again. They're going to do this thing, like, five, six times. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us. Keep it right here. For...